Welcome to Light Steps Live. Our mission is to open the Word of God to edify the believer and evangelize the world, that people who follow Jesus can walk in the light as He is in the light. So Matthew chapter number 7, I'm going to read from 12 um, through 20 today in this um, particular reading. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree, every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus will you recognize them by their fruits. Um, I, I love this particular group of verses, this passage, because it, you know, I'm, I'm kind of this, um, uh, black and white kind of thinker a lot of times. I, um, I, I always want to know what the bottom line is. I always want to know what's expected of me. Um, and so I like this passage because it really reveals a lot of pairs of things. Um, I want to introduce those things. I'm not going to take the time to get into all of them today. I'm going to get into some of them. But if you think about it, it says, uh, you know, it says, hey, there's two roads. There's this narrow road and there's this wide road. And each of these roads comes with certain benefits and or consequences. It says there's also these two trees. There's this one tree and you can tell it's healthy because it has fruit and it has fruit because it's healthy. And there's this other tree that you can tell is, is, is not healthy. It's diseased because it doesn't have fruit. And so you can tell something's wrong with it. Um, then there are these, these, these two ways. I didn't read all this. There's these two ways to call on the Lord. And, uh, uh, you know, and it gets into that in, in the verses I stopped at that we'll cover our, in our next time together. Um, but, you know, he says, you, you can call on me, Lord, Lord, on the basis of your work, so you can call on me on the basis of our relationship. And then he says there's two kinds of builders and there's two kinds of foundations. We'll get into that. I just love all this because it's, it's giving you a lot of and or type stuff. And the reason I said in our last session that I thought verse 12 was critical is because without stating it, there's an embedded and or there. The embedded and or is, is kind of simple. It's, uh, uh, whatever you wish others would do to you, do also to them. So it's saying like, um, if you want to be this person who has a, 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 a certain sort of life, then think about how you'd like to be treated and go out in the world and treat everyone like that. You might not get treated like that, but you are living the expression of how you want to be treated. Or, or you can just go around waiting for people to, to, to wait on you, waiting for people to prefer you. Um, and one is sort of this life of living ministry. And this other one is this life of being expected, uh, ex ex life of expecting others to minister to you. Um, I want to live that life where I, I expect myself to minister to others. 
I don't want to live that life where it's all about demanding that people make room for me, demanding that people give me my preferences. Um, I just don't think that's how God wants us to live. And so here in a few short verses from where we read tonight through the end of chapter seven, we just have a lot of concise biblical thought that helps us choose a certain course. It helps us take an inventory about our own lives and it helps us choose a certain course. I'm sure years and years ago, you guys probably remember seeing the, um, everywhere you look, there was these, what would Jesus do? Um, I remember seeing a lot of bracelets, WWJD. That's not one of them, but did you know that was based on a, a book where it was an, uh, a book on, on temperance? Uh, it was a book on, uh, the reasons, the good reasons to not drink, not drink alcohol. And so the question that they begin to pose in the book is what would Jesus do? And I, I'd say wisely someone, someone adopted that thinking into more than the issue of, of drinking alcohol or choosing sobriety. I mean, you know, um, they adopted that thought into many areas of life. Um, it, it, whatever we're facing, what would Jesus do? And I feel like these, these, these bunches of pairs that we get right here help us discover not only what Jesus would do, but what Jesus expects us to do. And so he starts out, um, he starts out what I believe is a, is a very Moses like way to do this. I mean, if, if we look back into Deuteronomy, um, where God tells us through, through Moses says, look, I'm setting before you a blessing and a curse. Now you pick. Okay. Um, I feel like that sort of thing is being set before us in this passage. He's, I'm telling you, there's a way to experience me. There's a way to, uh, there's a way to, to engage with the eternal. Um, and there's also a way to totally miss it. Um, there's a, there's a way to bear, bear fruit that impacts, uh, the time you live in. And, and it matters past your life. And there's, there's a way to, to, to breathe and never really get at, at, at real living. And so I think it's just a powerful passage in this way. So let's try to handle this, uh, with that as an introduction. Let's try to handle this in two pieces. Let's handle this by having some discussions about this, this narrow way, this, this narrow gate. And this hard road versus the wide path and an easy road. And then let's look at uh, false prophets and bearing fruit in the second half of our time together um, in this session. Um, Jesus says, just as plain as day, he's like, enter by the narrow gate. Okay. He says, I'm telling you, if you want to come in where I am, there's the way here is the narrow gate. Now, uh, I like to frame this discussion in two ways. I like to frame it in a, in a, in a belief way and in a behavioral way. In a belief way and a behavioral way. The way I might express the belief way is how narrow is the exclusivity of Christ. Um, John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. 
Um, he's having this discussion um, in John 14. He's, he's getting ready to, to depart and his disciples don't understand what he's talking about. And he's like, okay, don't worry about if you don't get everything. This is all you really need to get. You really need to get me because I am the exclusive way that you can have eternal life. I'm the exclusive way that you can have, um, that you can experience eternal truth. Um, and I am the eternal, uh, way that you'll find the eternal way. <laughs> um, I believe that's the belief side of this. Enter by the narrow gate. Um, there's only one way to peace with God. There's only one full reality of truth. There's only one pathway to God. And there's only one person that can make, help, help us make peace with the Father. So that's the, the exclusivity of Jesus. The cool thing is, is whatever God requires, he supplies. He requires righteousness. We don't have it. So he supplies it. He sent his son in the fullness of time. So Jesus is like saying, you totally never could make it on this narrow way. The way is narrow and you totally could never make it, but it's required. If you're going to go into the Father, it's required to go the narrow way, and you never could make it. And so what God is requiring of you, God is supplying for you. So Jesus says in, 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 in verse 13, enter by the narrow gate, okay? And he's telling you, um, it's going to be hard. And that's where I believe the behavior side comes in. I believe once we've entered into the belief part of our faith with God. Um, and, you know, we've really entered into that, entered into the belief part, then the behavior part changes. And I believe that's where the two halves of this passage really, really come together cohesively. Um, he said like, uh, enter by the narrow gate. All right. Do you want to know whether you've entered by the narrow gate? Check your fruit. That's the second half. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's talk a little bit about this gate. Why is this gate narrow? Because the commands of Jesus are restrictive and the demands of Jesus are constrictive. Um, in other words, he holds us to a certain way. He requires of us certain things. Now, a lot of people get hung up on this, but let me see if I can describe it like a mountain road. I love to drive in the mountains. Uh, my wife will tell you I love to make her white knuckle. I love to take those curves, you know, and um, staying in the speed limit, being a good boy. But have you ever noticed when you drive up a mountain road, on the one side you have the mountain itself, the rocks, and on the other side you have the rails. Now, if you're driving, if you're driving, you, you know, you're thankful for the rocks, right? They keep you from falling off the mountain. You're thankful for the rails. They keep you from falling off the mountain. And you want to drive without firsthand experience of riding on the rocks or firsthand experience of riding on the rails. Um, as a matter of fact, you don't even want to be off the, the shoulder of the road. You don't even want to be off the asphalt. And if you're a little careless, you'll cross the lines, but you really don't want to do that. Why? Because you can't see around those curves, so you want to stay in your lane. Amen. Start to think about the restrictive commands of God in this way. There's danger of the rocks. There's danger on the other side of the rails. There's direction in the lines. Danger, danger, direction. And what do you want? Do you want to flirt with danger? Or do you want to be found in direction? 
Can you see that? And that's the way this narrow gate is. This gate is narrow because Jesus commands are narrow. He has a specific way of living for his believers. And it's and, and the reason I says it's restrictive, he keeps us from stuff, is constructive because he keeps us on stuff. <laughs> you know, without things, with things. To stay away from things and to do things, to grab hold of things and pursue certain things. He, he it's not just a life of don't do, it's a life of go do. Am I making sense to anybody? Lord, I pray I am. It makes lots of sense to me. Okay. Also, this way is narrow. This way is narrow um, because the enemy has given us many false paths. And that's, I mean, think about it. When, when mankind was first created, the, the way to God was super wide. Uh, just enjoy what I made. Enjoy me. And, uh, and, and leave this one thing alone. Go do everything. Don't do this one thing. And uh, our sin nature, uh, you know, we talk about Adam and Eve, but I want to be honest, if I had been there in the garden, I would have I messed it up too. I mean, I just want to be super honest about that. I know I would have. I know me. And so now rather than go do everything, don't do one thing, it's, oh my goodness, don't do this, don't do that. You know, because we're always riding on the rails, riding on the rocks. We're always trying to find the edge of something. I'll never forget... Um, one time, um, I was sharing this story with somebody the other day. We were riding on the tailgate in my granddaddy's truck, and one of my cousins, you know, uh, uh, fell off and sort of got bumped up a little bit, and and uh, they were they were upset. And my cousin, uh, my cousin went and sat beside granddaddy. Nobody was in the front seat with granddaddy, and they didn't just get in the front seat. They got up next to granddaddy, and I and I and I look back and I see that as how we try to live this Christian life a lot of times. We're trying to get out. On the, you know, as far as we can without falling off the truck, when what we ought to be doing is seeing how close we can get to the driver, how close can we get to God? And so Jesus, Jesus, Jesus basically saying like, uh, uh, you know, there's a single way and I'm it. And don't play games with that. I mean, there's, there's a way and it leads to life. And he says, few there are that finds. That means people can miss it. They miss the belief side. And a lot of people say they have the belief side, but it's not proven in the behavior side. And so, I mean, this is really tough. Why do I think, um, let me, let me close this, this first half by saying, you know, why do I think this is really important right now? Why do I think this message is really important right now? Okay, I think it's important right now because a lot of us are discovering that we have known Jesus by words, but not by experience. And now that a lot of things are unsettling us, all right, when things are taken from us out of this world, they unsettle us and we're not content. We're, we're not content just with God. And it's, it's unsettling us. Um, Here's the difficult truth this passage reveals. It's hard to find the narrow way and it's hard to walk the narrow way. But once, once his life is over, the narrow way becomes beautifully wide and full for the rest of eternity. It's easy to walk the wide way, but at the end of this life, it becomes forever restricting. Doesn't that just make too much sense? 
and what we're being challenged to discover about ourselves in these days is are we walking that narrow way that leads to life? I mean, just think about a passage like Psalm 1, it's, you know, blesses the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Right, so first it establishes there's this not, like don't do this. And then it gives a go do this. But rather he meditates on the word of God day and night. Okay. This narrow way. And we're discovering right now that we've depended on comfort and some sort of idea of mobility as freedom. We've discovered that a lot of us are challenged by these times we're in, and and I think it's it's really difficult to discover that many of us have uh, not been satisfied in the Lord, and so uh, a lot of us have been focused on ourselves. A lot of us have not been focused on ministry. It's very tough to discover these things because what we have is we have narrow gate aspirations but we have wide road lifestyles. It's very difficult to discover that. But wait, there is more. Thank you for joining us on Light Steps Live today. My name is Katie Bose, and the rest of our production team is Andrew Liggett, Shannon Allen, and Steve Riley. Music provided by Banjo Ben Clark. Connect with Banjo Ben at banjobenclark.com. Tim Bowes is a pastor of East Rock Community Church and the executive director of My Life Matters, a gospel ministry with a focus on making disciples who become lifelong followers of Jesus. Discover more about My Life Matters at mylifematters.club. Mm-hmm.